Audiobooks.com. Awesome. Drew, remember when you wanted me to read Moby Dick and you got me like 19 cassettes? Yes. In an attache case? Yes. In a whole, in a, yeah, you didn't listen to one of them. It's too big a hassle. It's, it's a hassle. That's right. Now there's audiobooks.com. Yeah, you can listen instantly anywhere. You download the audiobook app and boom, audiobooks.com. No downtime. You never have to have any downtime. You can always use your time productively. Apple, your Android, you can uh, stream that book, baby. And uh, you can use your computer, your tablet, whatever you like. 50,000 audiobooks, including bestsellers, new releases, classics like uh, Moby Dick. Remember why I got you Moby Dick? Do you remember why? Queequag? No, no. Clive Barker said it was his favorite book of all time. You sound like Clive Barker and, now. I know. And, well, a little bit. Yeah. And uh, you said I'm, I got to read that. I said I'm going to get you. The, I'm going to get you audio because I knew you wouldn't read it. Well. And now you don't ever have to worry about reading that. That's right. Audiobooks.com/slash/drew. That's audiobooks. They got a preview. You can save thirty three percent. They got a great deal for you. Go to audiobooks.com/slash/drew. Get your first book. Free. Again, that's audiobooks.com slash Drew. Buying a car can be a stressful experience. TrueCar.com is changing that forever. Simple, fair, and a fun way to buy a car. TrueCar users save time and money, helping them to never overpay. You know you get the fair price because they show you what others paid for the car you're looking for. TrueCar analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market and shares it with consumers so they never have to overpay. Genius. Over a million cars have been sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network, and users see an average savings of $3,046 off MSRP. Drew, stifle yourself. Three steps here. All right. Go to TrueCar.com. Yeah. All right was not stifling yourself. <laughs> Go to TrueCar.com. Find out what other people paid. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. Then take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a hassle-free buying experience. Save time, save money, never overpay. TrueCar.com. This is Corolla Digital. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mandate, get it on. Welcome to the show. Got a cold? Just sounds like it. Just that, that nasally drone still. Chris, Chris you got the uh, the start of the show is louder than the other. There's something we got to balance out the start and uh, what's coming out of my mouth. Something, some, something's, something's off level-wise. Good okay. to see you, Dr. Drew. Yes, sir. Good. 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 Good event uh, on Thursday. Yeah, stop snapping your pen. Oh, you, I'm glad you it, said that. You started I'm glad with, you, you started, started the show hold, with hold this. On. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. You start it with. Hold hey. on. Listen, mm-hmm. listen, listen. Mm-hmm. There, remember that guy Stephen Porges that I had you talk to that uh, has the vagal theory, and I was sort of advocating. This is on the Doctor Drew podcast. I had Adam on. I had this guy named Stephen Porges. Gary will show us which episode yes. in a second. Uh, and it's he's got a whole theory about episode ninety, whole theory about how the vagal nerve really is so important in our emotional system. And I was saying your pulse is forty, you barely have a pulse because you never had the stimulation of parenting. 
You know, mm-hmm. you never had that feedback that sort of gets us in a kind of an accelerated state of up and down and sort of nuanced interpersonal relations. You're just, mm-hmm. it turns out, I was listening mm-hmm. to a lecture of his this week, mm-hmm. it turns out that people like you have a tuning of their ear muscles such that sounds like beat in on you. The rest of us don't even hear it. Mm-hmm. And for you, it's like, oh, it's coming in all the time. And it's actually like beating you over the head. Mm-hmm. That's why when we make, you know, when I make a little tip like that, nobody else in the fucking room hears it. And mm-hmm. for you, it's, it's massively distracting. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, have empathy for people with this kind of biology. So I, I thought I got to make note of this. I got to be careful. Well, I do have a super keen uh, sense of hearing, which picks up everything and is distracted by it. The, the rest of us tune our ear to what's important. You can't do that. It all <laughs> comes in. Well, you know, it's true. Um, but it's it's not all – it's not necessarily what's important It because a lot of it is um, – no, that's the point. Is that no, it, no, no. You no. What what I'm saying is, most people's ears are tuned like animals' ears are mm-hmm. tuned, which is they're that's tuned exactly for right. their name. Oh, their name or danger Quiet. or things they need to tune to. Yeah. Yes. What I'm saying is, is if I stand at a party and somebody's wife is calling them, I hear that person's name before they hear that right. person's name, and I oftentimes say to people. Your wife's calling you. Yes. And then they go, oh, she is? And then I go, my name isn't your name. That name is being called, and I'm alerting you who possesses that name. Yeah. That, and it doesn't always have to be the wife. No, I understand. It could be here, anybody, here's which what is he a weird say. thing to me. It is a weird thing, and it doesn't – it's very unusual. You need to know that. That's why I'm not aware I'm clicking the pen and stuff, or I'm, I don't hear the sound of the pen click. But that it, it turns out we tune to pitch, not even to name. You, because you're not tuning to pitch, like we, we tune to the intensity of our, the emotion that our wife is saying, not the name she's saying. You, it's all the same, so you get the name. The name yeah. comes flying through. For us, we're busy tuning to pitch, especially in a busy room. Well, I hear in a busy restaurant once song is being piped in. Yeah. I hear every conversation I hear. But I, I also hear what people want or what they're saying or what they're not saying by how they're saying it. It's not all just a tonal, or I mean, it's not, it's not all just a sonic thing. You can interpret it, but you don't, you can't tune out and tune in. It's all coming in to you. No, and that that's yeah. why it's bothersome uh, for me. Now, for what, what I wasn't aware of is I wasn't aware of this as it pertained to sleep. Right. So right. I didn't invent, I, I didn't, and because my family didn't we didn't have things <laughs> i didn't know that i needed earplugs and a sleep mask and a shot of jägermeister to go to bed i mean and an be- because i couldn't go to bed right i i would just I, there was too much light too much sound too much anything it's just i i didn't i couldn't I couldn't sleep. I could never fall asleep because if someone was ha- watching TV in the next room, it would bother me. Yeah, yeah. And and then I would talk to people. Oh, I I always nod off in front of the TV set, and I was like, "How do you do that?" 
And, and like, oh, it's soothing to me. It's like soothing. There's voices. Yeah. You have to interpret those voices. In, like, no, you don't. <laughs> you just go right to bed. In, again, it's the pitch lulls us down. And he was saying that in this lecture I was listening to is imagine kids in a classroom. How how distracted and you know how difficult it is for them if they have this kind of hearing thing. I wonder if that had something to do with you and reading or something. You know who knows? Or at least they didn't pay attention to f- helping you focus it with was, the onslaught of sensory material. Was hard to focus. Um, See, but the, he says a lot of those kids go down as ADD, and they're not. I can't. Um, if I'm supposed to be doing some acting and somebody's moving around off to the side or talking or on their cell phone, mm-hmm. it, it's not all sonic or no, audible. I understand. I, understand. It's just, I, I can't be trying can't to scream. do one thing and have stuff moving around yeah. somewhere else. Well, we, you and I have talked about this many times, and I thought it was just a general onslaught, of, and it is. But it was interesting that this hearing piece had part of his vagal theory tied into it. And it's interesting. And I always thought you had a vagal something because mm. that low pulse and the way things kind of reined in on you. Well, I do uh, I, I do for the most part have the uh, supersonic hearing. Um, there's also the part where uh, the, the trouble, as I, as I think of it, is you then assume that whatever your wiring is, and however you're put together, sadly, you assume that other people are put together the same way. Right. Which is always... Huge mistake. Yes. Um, and that, that's that been happening to, to me more and more <laughs> as I grow up, as, as, I be, as, as I hang around in this adult life where I see the way people behave or I see what their version of the truth is or I see how they act. And I'm like, what? No. I was there. What are you talking about? And I can't imagine that people would go through their life this way. But but it's 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 more and more prevalent now. And one of the things I I also I I never understand when people don't see just straight ahead logic and just straight ahead, you know. Oh, here's how this will be interpreted, and here's how that's going to be interpreted. But. Um, but can also get you into trouble in the sense that um, I was doing a car race uh, a year and some change ago, and this car race has about 40 cars in it, and 15 of them are really fast, maybe 935 Porsches that have maybe eight or 850 horsepower, and then there's sort of the rest of us in these lower horsepower cars. So um, I, when I was driving my lower horsepower car, was keenly aware of the fact that I I did the math. See, I just went, um, what kind of lap times are we turning here? And they said, well, the guys guys in the uh, 935 Porsches with the um, uh, 800-plus horsepower – and the Decon Monzas. <clears throat> Gary will show you a picture of a Decon Monza. Yeah, it'll be sort of a blast from your past. Wow. But uh, anyway, uh, those dudes are turning uh, a lap in about a, a 132, mm. 131, 132 a lap. The lap's like 2.23 miles Laguna Seca. So I, in the car that was naturally aspirated, that was putting out about 275 horsepower, and turn in lap times of about 146 or something, you know, full 
15 seconds off of their clip, I was doing the, the math. Yeah. I said, well, it's a 10-lap race. If they're doing 15 seconds a lap faster than me, well, then somewhere around lap seven, here they come. Yeah. They'll be coming up my ass. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah. That, that's what I knew. So I went. I sort of figured that out. Here's, here's the distance between our lap times. Yeah. Obviously, lap one, they ain't going to make it up. Right. And lap three, they ain't going to make it up. But somewhere between lap six and lap eight, you can do the math. Are, are they handicapped in some way in terms of their position in the field? No. No. They're starting up front. <laughs> and and so I'm staring in a in a in a wink mirror. It's called. You may remember those from your childhood. Yeah. Goes all the way across yeah. the top, and it has like six separate mirrors. All the race cars run. All the nine fourteen Porsche seem to have those yes. back in the day. I don't yeah. know why. Well, all the dots and race cars have that. Gary's got a picture coming. Uh, I'm staring at my wink mirror, and, and the wink mirror for me is perfect because it's six separate little mirrors. Yeah. They're about three inches high and about six inches wide. Oh. And uh, there's the Decon Monza. Nice. And the thing's probably got 800 horsepower, and it's coming. Man, that guy's fucking coming down. <laughs> Huge slicks. And he's coming, and uh, you can show a picture of a 935K Porsche. Probably be like a 1980. Uh, anyway, those guys are those guys are coming fast. Yeah, and um, I've. That's the mirror. That's the mirror. Yeah, we got the wink mirror up there. Yeah. Um, all I need to do is see any of those guys filling up any of my mirror, and I'm out of the way. I'm, you got to let them pass. They're uh-huh. coming fast, yeah. and there's a bunch of them. They're they're, they're having their own race, right? So. Um, that's what I did, and and uh, I was almost clipped when I mean those guys don't really give you much room, and they're they're coming. Ooh, look at that thing! Yeah, that's the nine thirty five k, and those things, like I said, they got eight hundred and something horsepower. So, and the guys know how to drive them. Yeah. So that was uh, last last year, two years ago. Uh, this year, uh, I'm doing. I'm doing the race, except for this time, I got a car with 550 or 600 horsepower. Now, it's not quite what these guys got, but I qualified 11th out of like 44 cars. Okay? So now I'm going to be the one who's going to be passing the other guy. Except they're not going to give you the room. They don't. They don't. They don't calculate it. They didn't figure it out. Yeah. So they're shocked when you come in. On on lap eight, I'm coming up on a 914.6. Yeah. That's naturally aspirated, flat six, yeah. 240 horsepower, maybe max. And I'm lapping him. Yeah. And he just had the car I'm chasing lap him. So I think, oh, well, he it's a lap eight. And by the way, by lap seven and a half, when you're driving a slow car, yeah. you all you do is stare in the mirror waiting for the Decon Monza, the 935s. And me and the Paul Newman car to be coming around because yeah. we are coming around. Everyone's coming around. There's yeah. 44 cars. They're 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 going to keep coming. So the one guy blasts right past him, and then I go, "Oh, well, here I come," and he just goes right into the turn. Like he doesn't give you any room. No, he starts going. He, you know, the way you do a turn is you swing out, yeah. and then you swing all the way in, and then yeah. you swing out again. Well, when he swung out, I was like, oh, I see. Here I come. And then he started swinging in, oh. and that was that. But Did he hit you? I would have absolutely 
just T-boned him oh. if I had not literally just cranked the wheel, started sliding, and skidded completely off the course. Oh. Right into the sand. I was fine. Everything was fine. The car's covered buckets of dirt. But the moral of the story is you start thinking that other people think like you think, and they don't think like you think. They don't notice what you notice. They don't notice almost anything. That's a concrete and unfortunately narrow version of what you deal with every day in the world, where people behave in ways and think in ways that are just hard to understand. Yes. In, in, in fact, in fact, on Thursday night. <laughs> I would say like children almost, but go ahead. In Thursday night, uh, you gave me a knowing glance as I left the theater, if you remember. Yes. <laughs> because uh, I had to go to work. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Left, left my wife behind to party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a good time with your wife. Did you? Good. Yeah. I'm happy I can do that, actually. But we had that knowing moment where it's like, here we are. Here yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh <laughs> It was very funny. No, but <laughs> what I don't, you know, it's like, for me, what what I feel uh, confused by is the people that just sort of go, um, I'm going to leave this thing out. I'm not going to put it away. I'm never going to use it. Then when you ask, you ask them about, are you going to use this? Can we put it away? They go, no, I want it out. Then you go, it's been out for three years. And they go, yeah, I'm going to use it. And then you go, but you're not going to use it. It's been out for, it's a weird, to me, it's a weird way to go through life. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot. A lot of that. Yeah. A lot of it. Uh, And I, on the other hand, have it more in the, in the context of, Wait, you're behaving in a certain way. You're having a certain emotional outburst. You understand the consequences that'll have. Let's let's go ahead and change, whoever it is. I mean, patience, whatever. And uh, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, they, they don't change. Yes. That, to me, that's that's stunning when people have problematic behaviors. I understand with addiction, where your brain is overcome and uh, stuff. You can Ooh, watch we go. me go off the track. Oh if, my God, uh, you have it on film. If you like, yeah. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So is this the guy you were trying to get around in front of you, or is that one of the other thirty nine thirty fives? Uh, that was a nine. And now I'm like All thirty-four right. and a half. But anyway, yeah, I'm trying to get around. Trying oh, to so around. he blows by the next guy. I say, yeah. I'm trying to get around this guy. This guy just got passed by a, a big Mustang. Now he's going to get passed by the nine thirty-four and a half, nine thirty-five. Now he swings out for this turn, and I go, I'm coming in too. And then he comes in on this turn, and uh, thus, uh, thus we catch a little. How fast are you going? Uh, when I started the slide, yeah. uh, well, you can look down at the speedo thing down at the bottom there. Um, goes 70, fast, 80, 80-something, and then it starts into the slide. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't see me. Now, that was, I don't know, lap eight. Eh, not really his fault. It was more my fault. But still, if you see, uh, yeah, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, so that's how I'm tuned in. And and uh, that's probably a good thing because it's good. You know, I'll tell you where it's good. It's good uh, in the edit bay. You know, mm-hmm. when you're editing comedy bits and mm-hmm. things like that, you do notice everything. Yeah. You can fix you know things and come up with solutions to things yeah you notice things long before well like for instance drew guess yeah. what they've what? uh they've raised the uprights in the nfl goalposts now oh, really? something that's been vexing me <laughs> and literally driving me insane for 
10 years, they made a rules committee thing. I've, I've, been, I've been saying add five feet, add six feet. I've not been advocating for 10 feet. I've been saying like five or six feet. They added six, five foot. And by the way, I have been saying, everyone's saying they need to put a laser and then a beacon in the ball. Yeah. And then when the laser, shut up. And then when the laser crosses, and I said, no, no, extend the goalpost by five feet and do away with this scourge. And that's exactly what they did. But it took them, it was 10 years of me suffering. It was 10 years of me suffering the click it or ticket before they did the, if it steers, it clears up on the, I just see things, they bother me, and I don't understand why no one's doing anything about them. There's so many things. Well, you know, that's what it feels like. It's well, like, I, I know. I, there's I, so I, much shit out I, there. I know, how, do, but, where we, how do we choose? But, but, here, but here's, here's how we choose. And here's what I don't understand. And then we'll talk about happier things. In 1987, 86 or 87, there was uh, a famous play, a famous series called The Drive. That was John Elway in Cleveland. And he marched all the way down, and he tied the game up. People don't remember that all he did was tie the game up at the end of the game. And then the game was won by Rich Carlos kicking a field goal in overtime. Denver won. Denver went to to the Super Bowl, got their ass handed to them. But they went to the Super Bowl. And Cleveland, namely the Cleveland Browns, A, could have gone to the Super Bowl if they'd won and have never been to the Super Bowl since or before. So uh, now what people don't remember is that kick that Rich Carlos made in 1986 or 1987 went directly over the top of the upright. Right. That was 30 years ago. It went directly over the top of the upright. Somebody should have seen that in 1986 and went, hey, we got to extend. Here's the kick. Oh, yeah. We got we got to extend that, that piece of thin wall steel another four feet so this doesn't happen again. Right over it. Now, you can't tell from any angle whether the thing would have hit the pole or gone in or gone out. It just went right over the top. Okay. That took one team to the Super Bowl. That one team has won two Super Bowls and lost three Super Bowls. But uh, or that one team has made five Super Bowl appearances since since that kick. The other team has made zero. Mm. Um, wouldn't you have liked to have had that pole go up another three or four feet to see if the ball would have hit and caromed in or caromed out? Yes. Okay. That was 25 years ago, Drew. Yeah. Um, well, it was almost 30 years ago. Since then, there's been five kicks a year that have gone directly over the top of the pole. I remember we've, you and I have examined this before. There's no one has ever said a word. Well, fine, somebody must have because that's why they changed it. 30 years later. 30 years later. Why, why, why after this game did not the owner of the Cleveland Browns, Art Modell, why did he not then on the whatever competition committee go extend these things by another five feet? And then how come... Who would object, by the way? Would there be anyone who would object to that? Maybe it's super expensive. I don't know. What would prevent them? I, I, I'm just Let's saying. Let's really think about no, that. No, no, no. Super listen, expensive. I'm trying to figure out why nothing. they would say no. Nothing! All right. That's, there's nothing. If somebody said, if you owned an NFL stadium, picture yourself right. owning an NFL right, stadium, right, right. okay? Yeah. And some guy walked in 
And he had like an NFL windbreaker on and a clipboard and official cap. And he said, look, we have to retrofit your stadium. And you own that stadium and you heard we need to retrofit your stadium. Your first first thing would be like, okay, what's the over-under? $100 million? Okay. Uh, right. You're expecting him to say we need wheelchair access to every single seat in right. the stadium. Right. Or we need a new bank of bathrooms built on the loge level yeah. for women. Like all you can think about is jackhammers and yeah. permits, right? Yeah. If that then, that guy said to you, we need to retrofit your stadium. And you went, well, uh, what is it? <laughs> we need to take the thin wall five-inch steel tubing on those uprights. Yeah, we need to extend them five feet uh, on all four corners. You'd be like, oh, my God, that's $2,200. Okay, fine. We can do that. Get it on. We'll do it today. Yeah. Fine. I can go down to fucking Lowe's right. and get that done today. Don't give me the. Are you. First off, when I don't you know. say. I'm trying to figure it oh, out. What? I'm not saying no, it's necessarily the case. You're not trying to figure anything out. True. When you say too expensive, are you thinking or are you just talking? I'm just talking. I'm trying to figure out. But writing. are you thinking? Mm-mm. No. Uh, well, that's how. First of all, one thing, that's how pathetic I am with uh, construction. I have no fucking idea. But It's a, but, it's a hollow yeah. piece of tubing. Right. In your con- your your way of describing it is appropriate. I get it. Okay, so it's not too expensive. It, it, as so, then when we try to figure out why they haven't done it, what do you think? That's the the number one answer is no answer. That's that's the number one answer. That's why this stuff drives me insane because I understand when people say, "Look, um, you know." These coyotes are are eating the deer population, and we need to take out these coyotes. It's savage what they do to these deers. And then somebody raises their hand and goes, the deer population is kept in check by the coyotes. Otherwise, they would overpopulate and go into starvation. Then you kind of go, oh, okay. Now I understand why. There's a whole bunch of stuff in life, and especially in science, where you go, here's what we need to do. And someone goes... Yeah, not yeah. so fast. Yeah. We do that, that affects this. Yeah. This is nothing. This is no reason. This is 30 years after Rich Carlos kicked that kick over the top of the upright. Uh, Bill Belichick from the Pats said, maybe we should extend it five feet. And everyone went, all right. Yeah. And that was that. There was no pushback. There was no, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about the guys who kick from the, the, the other hash marker? What about the opposing? There's nothing. There's nothing. That's the whole point. The, the billboard that says click it or ticket right. should have never said click it or ticket. Now it says pull your car over. Right. It, it, there was no reason. It, it should have I, never I existed. It's, it's, it's ov- not about money. It's not about anything. It's about right. stupidity. It's the overwhelming choices and the overwhelming stimulation that people have. And the only time that's good is if you're trying to select some audiobooks. Audiobooks.com. Oh, yeah, man. Sign up today. Get any audiobook free. There's so many choices. You can listen anywhere instantly. Download audiobooks.com app to your Apple or Android device. Stream books on audiobooks.com using your computer or tablet. 50,000 audiobooks. Talk about distracting, man. 50,000, including bestsellers, new releases, classics. Membership benefits include one audiobook per month plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. Preview as many books as you like even before you sign up, Adam. So, again, mm. choose whether it's the uprights or the, the retrofitting or the bathroom. No, no. Put the put the earbuds in and let, let life melt away. Sign up at audiobooks.com slash Drew. Get your first book free. Again, that is audiobooks.com slash D-R-E-W to get your first book free. So, yeah, uh, yeah click it or ticket, whatever it is. We're just stupid, Drew. <laughs> We're stupid. 
And the we people can't prioritize is what it is, and we and we can't see the forest for the trees, sort of thing, you know. Right, and then what happens is this: everybody is sleepwalking through life in a haze, okay? Mm-hmm. And thus, when I see Gary, when uh, you, me, and August last week were on the way to the Burbank Airport, and we were leaving August's house at uh, seven a.m., and we we're driving down Verdugo or whatever the hell. Right. Whatever hell street it was. And I was going to turn on to Hollywood Way. uh, And I saw a double line of cars waiting to turn left at the red arrow with no cars coming the other direction and the light green. I then did what, Gary? You went right up and used that lane and went around. I didn't use that lane. No, you used the you used the, <laughs> the next lane, lane over. That was yeah. a straight lane, and you made it into a turn lane, and we very safely turned left. Right. He, he didn't zoom around it the way he sometimes does. I didn't, no, sl- he didn't need to. I didn't gesture. slide into or no. anything. I just was driving just you like you're driving yeah. past, and I just turn left. Sometimes he makes a gesture. Yeah, no, I, a, I know what you're talking yeah, about. This wasn't that. This was okay. very calm. Yeah. This was, this is safe. Okay. Not, and then I said, let's keep an eye open for the next intersection we come to and see if there's an arrow. Yeah. And, of course, there wasn't. Right. And there wasn't one after that. So what's the difference? I don't know. Why does it ever turn red? I don't know. I'm tuned in enough to be bothered. Yes. I'm tuned in enough to know that there is a stack. And I say stack. This was a double left arrow lane. This didn't have one lane. This had two. Gary, what were there? Five cars, six cars deep? At least. Times two. Did somebody honk at you? When you did it? No, That's it was, too, I, it was too, too, too smooth and too fast. The point is this. That's me. <laughs> there were cars. It was, <sighs> it was 7, 10 in the morning yeah. on, a, on a Tuesday. There were at least 12 cars all sitting with at least a person in one car, maybe multiple people in the car. It was 7, 10 in the morning. So these guys, and they were turning on to Hollywood Way. I get it. A lot of them were going to the airport, I'm yep. sure. But yep. either way, everybody in those two lanes were going somewhere. They yep. were going to work. They were driving their kids somewhere. Mm-hmm. They'd set, if you're in your car and you're drive, you're dressed and your teeth are brushed and you're driving at 7.05, yeah. you set your fucking alarm for 6.20, took a shower, and you're in your car. Now, hold on. Everybody in that car was, in those cars, were going somewhere. Yeah. Except for they were sitting in the middle of the street, yeah. burning fossil fuel, and not going to where they were going to. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't I don't understand why. There's no dangerous curve on that street. There's no blind there's no hill where it's blind where people could be speeding over the top of it. Yes. So it is, all they need to do is show pass, me a picture of that fucking well, now, now Pasadena has adopted this, Adam, a flashing yellow arrow. Of course. Yeah. So be- that's that what they street, need. That street I think it was Verdugo. I I I can't I can't remember. But it is as long and as straight as you as a street gets. It is yeah. wide, it is lit, it is straight. Yeah. You could see three miles that there was no cars coming, and I guess it's seven in the morning, there's just not much traffic coming the other way. Even if there is, shouldn't people be be allowed to pick and choose when it's time to turn? Yes, yes it yes. should go to flashing. Yes. It should never go to red. Yes. Now, you want to know how we could solve this problem? We could change the law and say if it's red, no. you can still turn on a free. No, you know, no, no, no. 
Because then they wouldn't be able to hand out no. chicken shit tickets, no, no, by no, the no, way. No. So that'd be a problem, no. especially in Burbank. No, no. Okay. How can we solve this problem? Uh, uh, f- f- there it is. It's just another street and another straight away. How to solve it without Burbank. spending any money? How? Well, first off, because I think by not spending any money, just change the law. Just say it's it's a it's a it's a red arrow. Turn at your at you know turn safely. Yeah. There it is. It's a double, a double left, and a, a long, <laughs> a long straightaway, and everyone just piled up yeah. like fucking sheep waiting to be slaughtered. Uh, not this one. I have a life to lead. By the way, as far as the rules go, you, how, what are you going to let the government? What if, what if, what if the government said, yeah, uh, hey, new mandate. Uh, there's too much peeing on the toilet seats. You, <laughs> guys all need to sit down when they go number one. Would you just go along with that, or would you go, that's intrusive, and you're fucking with my life, and no? Oh, if that's all they did, and they took, I took away some of the other laws, I'd do it willfully. Here's happily. my point, Drew. Would, yeah. you, would you like me to explain how we get rid of this rule? Go, please. Everybody do what I do. Dig. Everyone be wired like me. So, civil Everyone wake the fuck up. Why are there 12 cars sitting there looking at nothing going, hmm, uh, when is someone going to tell me it's okay to turn left? No. Be like me. I'm not even talking about civil disobedience. That's civil you, disobedience. Th- but you understand that people yeah. don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like You take a guy like Jimmy Kimmel, super smart guy, tuned in, everything, right? Hmm. I've said to him like this. I've said, and I've said to a million people, fucking arrows. What, what are they turning red for? And they go, oh, we got to have the arrows to, to alleviate the traffic because hmm. they start building up. And I go, no, no, I understand the green. That's the green area. Yeah. Green arrow. But the red arrow, why Why is the red arrow? Why is that turning red? And yeah. they go, well, the light's red, so you can't. And I go, no, the light is green. And then I realize everyone I'm talking to, even though they live in this town, even though some of them live where I live and experience this exact same thing, have no idea. They're not even experiencing Yeah, what you're it. experiencing. I know. It's just part of blindly going through the day. I, uh, We're all lemmings, that's all. No, Come but, on. Why? Yes, in Pasadena, where you live, they blink. It's a blinking yellow. Yield to oncoming traffic, which is sensible. The arrows should turn green. Yeah. So that cars can go yeah. during. By the way, they should be put on timers. Yeah. So that during traffic time, they're green to alleviate the back pressure of just two cars going. Per. I'd like to know why the blinking red light went away. After midnight, it used to be just blinking red on all intersections, and suddenly that went away to red yes. arrows and green lights and things. The arrow— Why'd that go away? Once the green arrow to alleviate traffic goes away, it should just go away. <laughs> it doesn't need to come back in the form of a flashing yellow or turn red or do anything. Yeah. It should simply just—it should only be there to alleviate traffic. And this notion of like, well, people got to be careful when they're turning left— that's been in place for a hundred years. That's part of driving. That's part of driving. Yeah. You don't turn left when cars are coming at you. Yeah. That's every intersection there is. Uh, Another thing I'd like to instigate: uh-huh. when it does cycle, when the signal cycles and there's too much traffic, let's get three cars going on that cycle instead of two. Let's have the guy in front wake up. I do it all the time when I'm the third car in yeah. on a on a traffic situation where you're only going to get through the intersection when it changes yeah yeah let's get three cars through there instead of two you mean pull up everybody pull forward 
first guy's got to pull forward. Absolutely. And then that the drives fir- me insane. And when they, the- sit, they sit in the lane. They sit behind the crosswalk. I, when the, that only one car gets through. That, that's out of itness. That that to me, that one bothers me. That guy's not only got to pull up, but he's got to get, get going. He's got to get it, and then the next two guys could get it behind it. But that yeah. would be thirty three percent more traffic oh, cycled yeah. through. Yes, yes, I know what you're talking about there. Would we like to discuss that? No, of course not. Of course not. But would we like to discuss well, click move, it or ticket? That's under the move your ass policy. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, let's see. We got some phone calls up there. Yeah. You want to take a phone call? Just start at the top, work our way down. All right. Let's go to uh, line three, Kim. Yes. Minnesota, what's going on? I am calling because um, I'm pretty sure that my mom and your mom, Adam, could be really close friends. <laughs> um, my mom is a complete narcissist, makes everything about her. Um, I am currently in therapy, and I physically cannot have her in my life. Like, I cannot do it. I cannot have conversations. Give us with her an example. And my mom doesn't make everything about her. She makes nothing about she, anything. About <laughs> anything. She makes everything about nothing. <laughs> just it's well, just okay. different. So yeah. So like, I, for example, like whenever you were talking about your mom and um, talking about how you and John Stewart share the same agent, and uh, then all of a sudden she like hated John Stewart. You know? Well, that that was one of her more active moments. She's like a boring volcano that lays dormant, but every once in a while she has to step up. And walk the walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So for Uh, for those, uh, in a nutshell, for those of you who haven't heard it, 10 years ago, my mom walked in the door with a VHS tape, very worn out. Uh, She she videotaped Jon Stewart on Oprah Winfrey. She walked through the front door and said... Have you heard of John Stewart? Which as, as I always enjoy because we're on the same network together at the time, you know? Yeah. Never an ounce of credit for anything and, or just a complete out of itness. And I said, Yes, I know John Stewart. And she said, I think he's the most funny, wittiest guy. My mom doesn't heap praise on anybody, you know? She does right. a lot of tepid kind of, oh, it had its moments, you know? And I didn't say a word, but my agent handles him and me and Kimmel and about five other guys, and that's about it. And, you know, I'm friends with John Stewart. And uh, at some point, I never say anything, but my wife chimed in because my mom was hopped up. We got to watch this John Stewart. He's so clever. And uh, my wife said, you know, Adam's uh, friends with John Stewart. They have the same agent. My mom literally paused and went, he's hit and miss. He's a little hit and miss. He, <laughs> he got down. He went from comedic genius to hit and miss. Uh, one beat. And one beat. We never ended up watching the tape. And what I love most about it. His name has never been spoken. Yeah. Uh, two years later, he was hosting the Oscars yeah. in the town we live in. Yeah. Not name spoken of. Never whispered. Never whispered again. He, he vanished under the cloak of Adam. That's right. Like, the, the, the mistake was made like that the, there was the, an association. The, the, you're the ring of Gyges for her. That's right. Turn the ring for the spear. Everything about birth control for you? Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. What is the ring of Gyges? Ring of Gyges is a famous story that Plato told, and he, he was asking about men and their sort of uh, – their moral fiber. And he, mm-hmm. and he told the story of the Ring of Gyges, which is this guy that finds a ring, and if he turns the ring a certain way, it disappears. And he ends up screwing the queen and taking away – killing the king and taking away his riches, invisible. Right. And his point was anybody who finds the Ring of Gyges would act like that. That was the, this, that's what this right. – the point this guy was making yeah. the argument. Yeah, he's going to get wished in the cornfield. Well, poor John – 
It has been now a full decade, and my mother's never – he's gone on to wild success and riches, and like I said, doesn't get much bigger in hosting the Oscars. His name has never been spoken again. Uh, sorry, Kim. That's okay. So anyway, for, for example, um, I, I, we lived in St. Louis, and we've recently relocated – well, not recently, like five years ago – relocated to Minneapolis, and so all of our family and friends are back in St. Louis. And so I have two children with my husband, and um, when we decided to relocate, um, my mom told me that she could not believe that I was taking her grandchildren away from her and chose not to speak to me for almost a year after we moved. Nice. Um, and then when I finally was able to talk to her again, then it's like if I ever tell her anything about what's going on in my life or, um, like, for instance, I'm a huge advocate for the LGBT community. And I was telling her about this award that I won at work for doing that, and she said, eh, Everybody loves the gays these days. Meh. You know, so it's like, like I can't do like, like, anything. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meh. Okay. Well, you could, yeah. Like, so hey, even when you job. presented her with the golden butt plug, she still <laughs> just shrugged it off. <laughs> exactly. Wow. The golden butt, butt plug was not good enough. Uh, wow. Wow. Well, strangely enough, so, uh, Adam is sort of recreating your relationship with your mother here and that he's making everything about him. So, so, so. <laughs> exactly. So really, I don't know that I can talk to you, Adam. To be quite honest, yeah. Don't worry. He'll he'll make he'll, he'll relate to it. You out of my life. Somehow we make it about him. It's all right. Listen, feel, it'll feel familiar to you. <laughs> exactly. Um, I feel like I'm at here, here's here's what I would say. You are going to have a very difficult time getting people to change, mm. especially, oh, especially at that age. Especially when you start knocking on the door seventy or whatever it is. Um. So now you're left with this kind of weird thing, which is, do you see them and become frustrated by them? Do you see them and only put them into situations where you can't be frustrated by them? Or do you see that or do you not see them at all? I would argue, and and I've said this before, where, you know, my my sister said to my mom, you know, a year ago, hey, grandma died. You're moving into her second house. You've been you've been you know, trying to relocate uh, for three years. I think, you know, your what's coat of paint, yeah. what, what's going on? And I just said to her, why why'd you even get into that? And yeah. she, she said, logically, well, come on. They've been working on the house yeah. for its own. It's been done. Why don't they? They at least rent it. And my, my thing is like, I'm a builder yeah. and I don't go there. Yeah. I'm a guy who does nothing but what's going on, let's get going, what's this doing? Yeah. That's all I am around uh, my house, but with my own mom. You know better. Look, it's only going to start something. Yeah. And it's not going to end up good yeah. for me. Yeah. She doesn't want to move. She doesn't want to move. So, so, Kim, put yourself into situations where she comes over. You guys uh, have a mimosa. You you talk about how nice the weather is at this time of year. And that's it. And that's about it. Don't, don't try to get from her what you wish you had gotten or could get because it ain't coming. Get what you need from your therapist and your husband and your children and do what you need to do. I've told you this before, Adam. Do what you need to do, Kim, to be for yourself a good daughter. And that's it. That's as good as it gets. And I think that's my biggest problem is that I – I do. I try to get not going to happen. Well, the other there's 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 a slight addendum to this, which is this: don't. And we've all been around it. And um, 
women do it much more than men. Mm. Don't set her up and then make sure that everything she does and says falls into this category. Meaning there's such a thing because women do it all the fucking time. Mm. Guys do it too. Women do it more. Where you're presented with the golden butt plug. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you show it to your mother and your mother goes, oh, isn't that nice? That's uh, you should really be proud of yourself. And then later on that night, when the daughter is telling the husband the story, she says, oh, wasn't that nice? I guess you should be proud of yourself right, and right. walked away. Right, right, right. You know, yes. Don't turn yes. everything. Yes. Sometimes people do say the right thing yes. or do do the right thing. Don't make everything that comes out of their mouth into a negative. Yes. And, and when you've been traumatized by a parent, it's hard not to do that. It is. No, I've 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 seen I've seen it firsthand years ago. Yeah. I think when my dad and my sister were kind of trying to patch their crap up from many many eons ago, and I would see you know my dad would say just you know, I asked her to go out to lunch and then she canceled the uh, you know an hour before and then I talked to my sister and go like oh he 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 left me dumped me at lunch you know and it's like but that was her. That's that, the old old tapes. Old that was stuff. the old tape. That was yeah. the old theme. That, yeah. That's that's what was playing. Yeah, and that's how most people are. Oh, it's how our brain is. It's hard not to be that way. And you know, she's Kim's in therapy now. It's time to stop all that. Right, but put yourself in situations with your mom, not where you discuss your accomplishments in front of her and she gives you no response. More like where she comes over to visit the kids, and you guys can hang around and sadly talk about nothing. But it's still not going to set you set you up for these situations. Yeah. All right. Got another uh, Line call four. here. Line four. Line four. Oh, you want to do bark box? Uh, DraftKings. Yeah. Right. How about a little bark box? Right. What about a little bark box? Yeah. Oh, Molly girl, she loves herself. Some picture she scratched herself yesterday. Blood all over the place. Jesus Christ. Yeah. She's going. She's going through a rough patch. Uh. Yeah. Mm. But she seemed happy and playing, and right, even in spite of she got up, all got up this morning and had her tail wagging and was doing that sort of march for the front door with purpose. <laughs> you know, you know when they're walking yes. towards the front door yes. with a lot of purpose. You know, yeah, let's she, go. She had that wag, that wag where she was wagging so hard she was kind of wagging in the middle, yep, between yep. her, her ass, front and her back legs. Yeah, yep. just kind of. <laughs> and then she's like, "Let's go, let's go. We got a new day. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was a rough day. Today's a new day." 100% natural elk, caribou, wild boar, other lean wild meats. Keeps your dog fit and healthy. They got the uh, monthly box of four to six full-size products, innovative, durable toys, leashes. I got three monthly plans tailored to your dog size. BarkBox, committed to helping the dogs that don't have a home, too, by the way. In Canada and the United States, 10% goes right to the shelter. So come on. It's a company that walks the walk and barks the box, everyone. Save 20% on a new subscription by visiting BarkBox.com forward slash Adam. That's BarkBox.com forward slash Adam. All right, Drew, let's see. What do I got here? Go one to four. Go well, no, let's go, let's go to five. Let's All go right. to five. Hey, Davis, 26, New York. Hey, Drew, Adam. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, uh, so... I'm 26, but I look like um, nah, 18, 17, and I've always looked a lot younger than however old I was. And it's just always, it's always, I've always, I think it's like the stem of like real self confidence issues. 
like just like people making jokes about it or what, what are the jokes what do they say it's just you know just like oh i can't well it's not necessarily even jokes it like teasing but it's just like oh i can't believe you're 23 i thought you were 15 or i can't believe you're 25 i thought you were yeah, well, eventually or, that's going to be a compliment. I was going to say the comedy here is that that's, that's something everyone looks for in about five years from where you are. Right. Yeah, but I don't have – I know that's what people always say, but I, like, really look like a boy. Are you – Are you? well, do you have a problem? Is there a medical issue, do you think, like where you're not properly uh, androgenized? No, I mean, I, I – have you been evaluated? I don't know. For I mean, that? I've never been. I've never been like evaluated for like lack of testosterone. I mean, Why no don't one said you, like my voice. You sound your high your voice sounds kind of high pitched. I mean, the, listen, prolactin secreting tumors in the pituitary are very common, and they keep the testosterone way down. And uh, you know, you take that out, or you take medicines to suppress it, and, and uh, that everything turns right back on again. Is there any like? Other than looking young, is there like an actual specific symptom of that that you could point to? A little less interest in sort of the usual activities that boys tend to be engaged in, including sex. A little less hair distribution. Well, that's not his choice. A little less, yeah. A little less muscle tone. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. All right. So, all right. Let's let's get a workup. Yeah, get a medical workup for sure. I mean, there's a book called Man Made by uh, Ken. Oh, crap, what's Ken's last name? I'm blanking on it. The guy's he works at E now. Help me, everybody. He's the anchor at E with uh, Juliana. Margulies? Mm, yeah. No, wrong with the other Juliana. Rancic. Rancic, yeah. Ken Baker. Ken Baker. Uh, and he wrote a book called Man Made where he went through this. And he talks about how he, he didn't really realize anything was wrong except he looked younger and wasn't as interested in sports and liked girls but wasn't really that interested in sex. But I uh, – I know who Ken Baker is. Like, I'm not. I am really interested in girls, and I'm actually obsessed with sports. I want to be a sports broadcaster, and I I did it a little bit in college. My issue is really just, well, it's it's what I said. I mean, I don't, I I think I have all the interests that, like, a lot of. Hold on. There's a difference between being interested in sports and playing sports. Exactly. Ken, after he got the pituitary tumor removed, became a professional hockey player. He right. went from somebody interested in sports but not playing it the because way his peers did. Young men are very interested in sports, but but it's parti- there's a there's a big chasm yeah. between people who play the sports and the people who keep the statistics Absolutely. and do the do the play by play. Absolutely. And so being interested in sports still is not gonna we're we're not gonna check that box. Right. Um Hey Davis. Yeah. So what are you doing with your life right now? Uh, right now, well, I worked, uh, I worked for Major League Baseball Network for like a couple years after college, like a low-level position, and I was like sort of really unhappy with it. So I actually came to Korea for a year to teach English, and uh, I'm going to be done with that in about four months. Are you months, in Korea now? I am in Korea. Oh, you're in Korea right hell? now? So that's New York. Um, yeah. So you I'm want from some... New- yeah, I'm sorry. I'm from New York. I, I just said that. Oh, okay. I'm in Korea. You're in Korea. Wow. So you wanted to go somewhere where you could find people with less hair on their body than you? <laughs> and not Precisely. And I heard uh, Korean women didn't like uh, large penises. Yeah. They were, like afraid it would hurt their vaginas or whatever. <laughs> hey, by the way, there's some weird shit going down with the missiles being lobbed or active fire between North and South Korea yesterday. Are you aware of that? 
I am. Uh, it's not, it's weird. Like, I, I, I have family in Israel, so I've been there a bunch of times, too. And, like, it just doesn't feel that scary when you're actually in the country. That's interesting. Uh, I, I wondered like, if it was something they, they, they fretted about or if it just another sort of like... No, the, I mean, it's on the news. I don't speak Korean or... But, I mean, it, they're not... It just doesn't really affect everyday life. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. That's the best way I can... Got it. All right. Can we get North Korea to get their shit together? Oh, yeah. Just let's send Dennis back. Uh, that would be great. But their leader is an insane uh, asshole. So what are you going to do? It's weird that I'm always, um, you know, whether it's the red turn arrows, <laughs> the click it or ticket or North Korea, it's always like 2014. Did anyone envision this in 2000? Despot leaders and, and you know, nations and, broken in half. And, and by the way, some of the weird uh, fundamentalist stuff throughout the, 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 throughout the world. You know, yes. we've got to roll things back to the 11th century when things were good. <laughs> it's like, what? All right, Davis, get a workup. And, and then, other than okay. that, you sound, I mean, your life sounds pretty interesting to me. Yeah, and, and that is more important than anything else with women. Your confidence, what you're doing, your position in life, you know, you're being out there and doing things, smart, engaging. That that's that's puts you up the scale a lot more than looking 32. And. May I uh, – well, he looks like he's 18. Whatever. May I uh, – well, he's 26, so if he looked 32, that'd be a good day. I'm just saying. I'm just saying Draft Kings, baby. Oh, that's going to help take the sting off of uh, having no pubic hair. <laughs> DraftKings.com awarded over half a million dollars in cash prizes. And, uh, by the way, there is more to come on opening day. That was just opening day of baseball. Just one day. Our listeners – one hundreds, thousands, even millions with DraftKings.com. And, uh, you know, instead of just watching the sports, you play the fantasy sports. A uh, guy named uh, Sam won a hundred grand. First time ever playing. Wow. One day fantasy sports, no season long commitments, no being stuck with players, just instant cash every day. DraftKings. And right now you can play for free to win real cash. Enter ACE, A-C-E, at DraftKings.com. Get free entry into next week's contest with 400000 in guaranteed cash prizes. 400000 Hurry. Free spots are going quick. Enter ACE at now at DraftKings.com. All right. One more uh, last call real quick. Like, let's see. Archie. Yes. 43, hey, Mississippi. What's going on, man? Hey, listen, uh, uh, big fan, both of you guys. have a question for Dr. Drew about uh, pain pills. Yeah. And I uh, want to know if I'm just overreacting or, or just kind of have my head up my ass about it or something. But I had, had surgery uh, about four weeks ago. had a, a chromial clavicular separation, grade five. Had that, had, I know. How'd you do that? Ass. What happened? Uh, bicycle wreck. Oh. And uh, re- Training uh, for an Ironman. And wow. Had a bicycle rack. What's that, and, uh, Drew? What do you have there? It's just shoulder separated. Kind of yeah. really bad separation. Ooh. Yeah, so the surgery went well. Uh, very good surgeon. All that kind of good stuff. But uh, obviously tremendous pain. I uh, I have an aversion, a mental block, I guess, from taking any kind of anything like that. I mean, it's a major deal for me to even take an ibuprofen. And that why, 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 why? Because of the stigma. I, I don't. Stigma. First of all, I, I live with someone who has battled that in the past uh, that addiction uh-huh. and uh, so i've seen what it does yeah and then number two i just i don't want any part of it i don't want the potential to be there all right have you is there alcoholism in your family no have you ever felt like you had a potential for addiction no okay then it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen however i I just got a lot of energy around this well however well this this girlfriend or whatever but but here's why 
wife. Why? Here's the deal: is that? Oh, you, hold on, Drew. Oh, he's yeah. punishing her. No, oh, he's going to show her. No, 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 no. I there's something going on. Like you know, he's going. Ah, I'm in such pain, but I don't need this pain. I, I wish I, I wish I could, but because of your you know weakness. <laughs> <laughs> There's something going on because look, right. I fucking yeah you had s- shoulder surgery. Yes. You're allowed to take ibuprofen. As somebody certainly you're, ibuprofen, you're, certainly you're, Tylenol. You could take an opiate for a week or so, and you right. will not get addicted. But you, Archie, you, you, what's going on with your wife? There's some energy there, some anger, some uh, resentment. Well, yeah, okay. resentment. I kind of went. Okay, <laughs> this is what I called. Yeah, I called I it. He's he's gotten it out. Yeah, he's yeah. showing her. He can use it. Here's the deal: uh, the you may find the opiates don't work, or you feel worse on them. I I feel worse on opiates. I can't stand how I feel. I don't. I, I don't respond. Yeah. And I don't. It doesn't make me feel the pain. Still, I don't really notice much difference. Cotton thing that everyone was talking yeah. about. I, yeah. I never took one, and finally at 35, I took one, and yeah. it was like, what? Yeah, I know. Me too. I, I felt. I had to wash it down with a couple beers, and <laughs> still, it's like nothing. I just felt bad with those. That's my weird. Yeah, just. Top and I and I should have taken a lot more. I was really in misery, but I didn't. All right, and so I get it. But, right, but, t- but bigger, bigger picture. Let's look into the wife part here. Yeah, there's you, something going on. Right, and and let's not. If look, maybe she's sober now. Yeah, maybe she puts you through ten a years lot. of hell. Yeah, uh, maybe there's some forgiving that needs to take place, or some <laughs> cleansing, or purging, or, or some under, deeper understanding of what she was dealing with. But let's not beat her up with your shoulder it goes back to what we opened with which is don't assume people's brains operate the same your wife has a different brain with a different genetic construct that has a disease that got activated you ain't got that you have a smaller still has the protective cellophane around it right and you have Mm -hmm. the big frontal lobe that Mm -hmm. that keep you in a very controlling state and executive function is high all right there you go uh for you folks who would uh like to uh help us uh fight off the patent troll so we can keep this stuff going for free you can go to fundanything.com forward slash patent troll and contribute we certainly appreciate all the support you've given us thus far plus me and dr drew and click through our amazon link at adam and dr drew show.com show us a little love subscribe via the paypal button we got a big crew here and um show can't put it on for free so we support we uh thank you in advance for your support and until next time, the Santa Prola for Dr. Bruce and Chris Max Pat and Gary Hafter saying Mahala. This is Corolla Digital.